This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes my sidekick, who's texting on his phone. For, what's sure, poppin', bro? I got, I got business to do. Oh, he, shit. Big he, business, uh, Burke. Yeah. The, the one, he, he, he threw him for a loop there. He thought he had like at least another like, 15, 20 seconds. Well, I saw what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put him on. Mm-hmm. He had, I had to wake him up. He's yeah. one fucking job, and he's the absolute worst at it. I, he tried to keep a bit going that had a natural death. It died of natural causes. Mm-hmm. He still tries to revive it. He's sitting here pumping on the chest. Breathing in the mouth of the tortilla I, I just bit. had to, I just had, had to, to piss some people off yesterday. And then, all. and then today he sees I'm trying to get something done. <laughs> and instead of going to instead of going to Lamana or Guapo, no, he fucking comes right to me. He sees you texting on your phone. He doesn't, or on your phone. He doesn't see you're trying to get something done. How do we? Yeah, how are we supposed true. to know? It's you're just true. always on your phone. How point. do we know when it's when you're being productive and just you know being what, on your phone? When am, I, when am I ever on my phone during the pod? I don't know. Yeah, at the beginning. Never. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> <laughs> I got. Oh man, you guys got me fired up. It's gonna be a fucking long oh, one day. Guapo, cut my mic at 11:40. Otherwise, I'm never getting out of here. I got a All game right. to get to at noon. Oh man. <sighs> noon? You play at noon? Play at noon. Let's go. I had a bad. One hundred. One hundred. One hundred. Yeah. Did you order crumble? I saw, the no. French, I saw the French toast cookie. Is my boy mm. Santosh going to be there? No, no. Oh, Santosh. no, he's grinding Triton right yeah, now. He's in he loves Triton, man. Oh, yeah. He absolutely fucking loves it more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Uh, which is weird because I, I didn't realize that like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, 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 Santosh from the Triton streams. I'm like, I, I don't know any Santosh from any <laughs> Triton streams. And then I played with him and I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now I know Santosh. Yeah, he's slowly becoming a legend. How could he not? He's so such good slowly. action. He has mm-hmm. such a good time doing it. Honestly, like, it's funny. We, we joke about this, but it's, it's more true than not. We've had a handful of, like, new age Gila bears just roll through the community in the last five years or so. Granted, they're not quite as deep as Gi. You know, they don't got a billion to not, pull Not from. very many people are. No, of course. Yeah. But, like, you know, in a lot of ways, Airball is, you know... Uh, poor man's Guy LeBaire. Yeah. The guy's just out there losing bricks every fucking time he sits down in a game, you know? And Santosh is probably a lot closer to Guy in in real life dollar sense. Um, yeah, the high stakes ecosystem is doing well, to say the least. Uh, I would say that... There's, there's still too much money in the system, is what you're saying. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the dream is still alive for yeah. those of you young bucks out there who are open to grind your ass off well, and, and get up go it, on it's dead but it's alive why is it dead it's dead because you got to get there and then it's alive because like if you get past that wall it's there yeah i don't so think airball is doing too bad i'm looking at the hustler casino live uh, <laughs> all i see is fucking but, red yeah, but i do i do see my boy santosh up there though where where is 800 where's airball i don't know maybe he just opted out no, no, you can want, search him. Just type his name up top. Well, these are the top losers. Yeah, he was a big winner on there prior to the last two months or so. 
And he won 500k the other day, I feel like. In the PLO Flips game? <laughs> Dude, honestly, that shit was so much fun. I watched most of it. I mean, it really does explain why, uh, why like, people... It basically, to me, it explains why Twitch banned slots from Because, <laughs> like, there's just some something, like, sick and degenerate about watching people just gamble their fucking faces off for large sums of money i mean it's just it's a game it is kind of interesting it is it's i found myself watching a few uh video poker uh streams uh, on youtube so dumb not that no, it, not, it, it, you think it's dumb the but plo flips are different i don't know there's, there's something like they're not different yes they are because they're not really flips yeah yeah they are no they're not you don't have to do it you don't have to pull the lever honestly but wait, here we are yes you do. <laughs> No. Maybe it's better to to be like emotionally invested in like these people playing like these slots than actually playing it yourself. I don't think. I I think it, I think it flips that switch in your brain. Does it? I I think like watching. Uh, yes, you're right. Being once removed from gambling is better than gambling. Mm -hmm. But I think like if you're degenerate enough to the PL, he's right. The PL flips are a little bit different because it is still poker. So you're kind of still watching under the constructs of a game that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. But like just in a general sense, if you're observing high stakes gambling and it gives yeah. you that feel, yeah. you're probably going to go punt it off mm -hmm. somewhere. Uh, well, there, <laughs> I guess there's, there's different variations as I, I've, I've came across these guys are called the jackpot gents. Oh they're, God. They're, they're dad, <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. They're uh, um, a, a dad and son like gambling team but they, they they only play video poker and they're like super mathematical so they they like um they have like all these charts and everything on like you know what they they say like hey listen like you play exact optimally you're gonna be you know still a dog mm -hmm. right but um but they they show the, the ways to like you know at least give yourself a chance i guess um in a way like like to play to where you're not gonna maximize your losses you're going to minimize your right. losses where you're still going to lose, but you're going to, you're going to minimize them. You probably get to eat at the buffet for free though. Yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> I mean, the thing is like, if you, if you play like, if you play where you're like getting 99.8% back plus the comps, you're almost coming out ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's what Kessler does. He's an advantage right. player. Like he <laughs> said, he makes like a quarter million a year, but I think most of it is just in, in free play. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the free play is, is, it's real money that you're that you're getting to play now. Yeah. So it's like it, it turns into real dollars at the end of the day. So like I have a friend that lives out here from Jersey, or he kind of just hops from hotel to hotel every four days and gets paid in like free play and like shit like that because he's you know he uses uh, a lot of slots. He plays advantage slots, and like I'd say he probably if he's rolled correctly for what he's doing, mm -hmm. I think he makes like a hundred k a year, like yeah. cash probably. But, like, it's hard. It's very hard. Like, you I have see, to have deep pockets, too. Yeah. Like, to start. It, it right. seems pretty absurd. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if... You have to have the deep pockets because you have to realize that... Well, it's not even know. just about realizing it. If you're, if you're making, like, call it 1.5% post-comps, right? right? So, say you're losing, like, I don't know, one cent on the dollar on average, mm -hmm. no comps, and then you're making, like, two cents on the dollar post-comps... You got to put in like millions of volume right. to make 100K. Right, which is not, I mean, it's not that hard, but you just have to be deep. Yeah. Right? You just yeah, have, yeah. You have to play a lot and you have to be deep. And I mean, you know, when people are playing like $25 a hand or $50 a hand, it racks up pretty quickly. Yeah. What, what an incredible waste of time. 
I mean, not if you enjoy it, not if it's fun, not if you're like, you like that environment. Like Kessler loves that environment. Like he says he spends 300 and some days in the casino. Obviously he does it because he enjoys it. He loves right. being yeah, there. He loves he, it. Right? He so obviously is wired wrong. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know. I mean, I sell junk on the internet and I, I love it. Yeah. Well, you didn't even know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, Wait, when you say junk, I, well, I should elaborate. I I go to Goodwills, I go to yard sales, and I flip stuff online. Yeah, I mean that's hustle. that's cool. Yeah, it's a it's a side hustle. It makes you some extra cash, and you enjoy doing it. So, like, what's the problem? Yeah. Well, there's no problem per se. He's gonna shit on it. Now. I'm not gonna <laughs> shit on it. Uh, I'm not gonna shit on it. I I, I personally. I struggle with these things because like I have a hard time putting my time or energy into anything that can't scale. Like my brain just won't mm -hmm. function that right. way. Yeah, and that's you're, you, you, you do have a different mindset and you do have like a different personality than some people. So like, I, I get that where like, you, yeah, you, you're looking at like the bigger, like I, I don't mind over investing kind of time mm -hmm. into something that has a low probability of reaching great scale. As long as the probability for great scale is there. Like basically as long as I'm, Re, uh, as long as I'm able to recoup dollars for that time somewhere down the line, yeah. at least in theory, it seems worth something. But uh, I mean, in theory, uh, Guapo, what Guapo does can scale for sure. It could, but like it's you tough could scale. And, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough. But I mean, you could you could start a business doing this, hire employees, teach them what you do, yeah, right, and then like and and then build it out from but like there. More sure. so, more so, like ten or fifteen years ago, like yeah. those businesses did exist, right? Uh, they died because you know, the world gets smaller, we get more technologically advanced, et cetera, et cetera. Extinction event, business goodbye. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, it is kind of weird, right? Like it, at, the, at the core, we're just kind of put on this earth to procreate and die. And you know, whatever happens in between is our own little adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, Sad pod today. <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna die. But like, it, it's it's weird to me because I feel like I'm I'm personally burdened with the thought of uh, wasting copious amounts of time. I mean, like it's it, it doesn't take much for us as a species to recognize that like time is our greatest commodity, mm -hmm. and so this burden of like not wasting it kind of maybe I just have like that scarcity mindset of like growing up poor, where time is money in this particular instance. So it's like. I grew up being very fickle and not wanting to waste money. Now I don't care about money and I don't want to waste time. Do you feel like you don't waste time or do you feel like you do waste time, but you feel bad about it? Uh, like, have you, I mean, it's inevitable. You probably you've gotten better through the years of, yeah. of, of your time management. Yeah, but it's inevitable that you'll waste it. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely feel some level of guilt attached to, um, I guess, like investing time into fruitless activities. Yeah. Um, but... I also, I'm also like not, not blind enough to be able to ignore that it's all meaningless. At the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like big picture. We're mm -hmm. all just like a speck in the universe that mm -hmm. you know have no greater impact. Well, I, it, I mean, you know, possibly it, it, it we is, could. It, it, like you know, you can look at it two different ways, right? Because it's just like yes, we, like we are a little speck, right? A little grain of dust that has no meaning but at the end of the day yourself it and everything that's around you that's everything so right. it's the biggest thing right, right. so so it's it, it's two different perspectives 
yeah it's a weird it's a weird duality to try to navigate and mm -hmm. i think that that's kind of at least from my perspective the plight of the human condition yeah just trying to find meaning where there is none purpose where you know maybe it's not even necessary <laughs> like <laughs> just enjoy yourself when find I, ways <laughs> to enjoy yourself try to limit your stress and then you know i'm stressed free, baby I'm, I'm not saying you i'm saying the general population i like, I'm, I I will say, <laughs> I I do generally feel stress free, but the nights where I don't sleep, which is generally rare, but have been more and more this summer, uh, just because the schedule's been hectic. Mm -hmm. I feel so fucking assy the next day. Like last night, Gatsby at two a.m. for whatever reason, I I I'm I'm actually kind of worried that like this is an old dog thing, and that he's losing it, but he just like was howling for hours really? for just hours Aww. he just couldn't stop and it's like you know if he thinks something's outside he'll just go outside and right investigate no he's just like dead asleep and then just wakes up and starts bellowing and it's like are you in pain no you're not in pain you think there's an intruder there isn't one <laughs> what was it do you see ghosts like Maybe. this is what happened when my grandma <laughs> died she people. started talking to people that weren't in the room oh, no. like gatsby no oh no come back gatsby. we, we come, already come lost back. chauncey i can't do life. this gatsby's such a good boy yeah. he is but i didn't sleep for shit Man, yeah he kept me up all night i Brutal. mean yeah when you get the sleepless nights and you feel shitty the next day it's sleep is very important sleep is very important to gambling I find yeah. that correlation Probably. to be very, like, when I'm tired, I have no gamble in me whatsoever. And yeah. it, it. Yeah, because you have to be sharp when you gamble. I mean, yeah, you also just want right? to have like, to want to gamble. You have right. to have the, right. the, you have to have the will to will to do. You're like, fuck ah, this person here. I'm so tired. I'm just gonna try to make a hand. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> that's that's the problem. It's not you know whatever. You take a little bit of gamble out of your strategy. That's that's it's usually fine. gonna be a good thing. For me, it's like a really bad thing because it does take that crispness out uh, mm -hmm. out, and it also like puts me in a position where I get super lazy in my decisions. Yeah, and it's no longer like you know, reading the actual texture, thinking on a range range uh, type of analysis. And it's so much more of like, I, I have a gut shot to the nuts. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what this bet means. I, I call. <laughs> I call, yeah. <laughs> just and then you miss money. and it's like, I just don't have it in me to figure out a creative way to bluff. I should have <laughs> thought of that two streets ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. Like these are the sessions or the like the ones that we are, are uh, weighing into the early hours of the morning where it's like 4 a.m. and you're buried and suddenly you're just like all in on the river. And you're like, how the fuck <laughs> did I get here, man? Like this doesn't make any sense. I'm yeah. for sure getting called. This mm -hmm. sucks. I don't even know what I'm targeting. Oh, what, fuck my life. What hand am I? And then you just like look at the other person. They're also dead behind the eyes. <laughs> like, well, maybe they got here the same way. Yeah. There's now, a good chance that they might fold out of just sheer desperation. I know a lot of people, you know, really stress the the fact of getting good sleep, especially like during the World Series when you're playing a lot. And that's why people, a lot of people are upset with like, you know, the, the super early start time, especially on day twos. I don't know how people do it, man. Yeah. I really don't. It's like when you play till 2 a.m. or you play till like 1. You and then by the time you get home and then like get to bed, it's 3 o'clock and then you have to be there at set, at, at 10 again. It's it's really tough. I loved it, honestly. And like, then you're playing day two. And then you, and then. But, but Kyra like, doesn't sleep. I, Kyra, Kyra does sleep. He does sleep, but he sleeps at weird times. 
Uh, no, what are you talking about? I sleep he, he twelve just gets to up, five. Yeah, he just gets up really one early. to six or something twelve like that. Twelve to five is not enough. That's sleep. not sleep. What? That's a nap. Yeah, five hours. You guys talking about? Be Four fresh. hours. No, yeah. honestly, I want to put a whoop on him and just watch the fucking red mm. days pile up. Red? Yeah, red. There'd be no red. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Bet. <laughs> I've, oh, I've been losing. We, bet. Uh, we went from the reds bet to a red bet. I feel better when I sleep five hours than when I somehow sleep eight or ten. Yeah, because when you sleep eight or ten, you remind your goddamn body that you're capable of sleep. Well, I and just, it's like, oh man, we got so much to catch up on. I just, I can't do it. I don't know why. I just don't sleep. Well, it's not fun. You got a lot of chemicals coursing through your veins <laughs> that aren't really allowing for sleep. I don't put anything in me. You smoke. I've lost a little bit of sleep over the last couple of days. Smoke's supposed to put you to sleep. Not nicotine. Oh, yeah, Go on, sure. Guapo. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I, I had an epiphany. Um, I was eating a salad. You don't make friends day. with salad, Guapo. No, I was definitely eating a salad. Um, and I looked at my salad and... Something... <laughs> Something just was, something was off. Because when I opened my salad, I realized that my name backwards. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so amazing. Like, how does this happen? It's like, you talk about hitting a one outer. That's so bad. I, I had to like, I had to reconstruct oh, the, the handwriting and everything to figure out how it actually got to Wiener. But yeah, I mean that was an unlucky. It's upside down and backward. Well, no, it's just just upside down, right? Yeah, upside down and backwards. Yeah. Yeah. That was like one not of the backwards. Best not backwards. Just upside not, down. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's one of the best things I've ever saw, honestly. Yeah. I I laughed for a while. I sent that to like four different people. <laughs> upside down and inside out is what it is. It's he was like the he had to be like yeah, some were capital, some were just everything worked just, out perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny if like. This person had like figured out if they spell Miguel that way that it that'll it'll, be, it'll and then every the... time a Miguel comes in, they write it like that just to fuck with them. That's yeah. Great. What names can I write backwards that make something stupid? That was pretty incredible. Oh man! Shout out to Frankie C, member for six months. He said shout nice. out to the tortoise. I saw T Swift in Santa Clara with my friend, oh, and man. I get why the tortoise is a fan. The show was crazy. Yeah, it was. You know. Um, I, I keep seeing like all the, the shows that she's at and I'm like, man, I want to go back. She's playing six, six nights to, to end the tour, uh, the summer, the U.S. tour in, uh, at SoFi in L.A. next this weekend. Six. I don't care. It's amazing. I don't care. I, I saw Ben, uh, ben Ludlow was there. Uh, he went. Um, you all should be embarrassed of yourselves. Yeah, him, and, him, and, him, and, men. him and Haley went. Time out. And, time out. Uh, he said it was a, quote, religious experience. He's a comedian. You wouldn't know, man. You just wouldn't know. <laughs> you guys are grown ass men. All right, look, I, yeah. I will say this. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I think that she is an incredible performer and very good at what she does. Do I want to see her in concert? No. Um, Jeno showed me some like bootleg feed on TikTok or some shit. Mm -hmm, there's a lot of them. Where it's just people in the concert like holding their phone up. What an obnoxious experience this was. Imagine some rando holding their phone up for you to see the concert, and instead of you hearing Tay Swift, you hear some fucking rando singing, singing the every, ten minute version yeah, every, of that was God's me. That was me singing. That was me, that was me singing it. Not oh miss, my god! Not missing one word. Turn it off. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, there's like, yeah, people are like, 
streaming it on TikTok, essentially, like boot, yeah. like streaming it on TikTok, and like, yeah, that's no. which would be great if I don't have to hear you and six I, of your friends. Guess how many of those I watched singing all Zero. too well. If you can, if you're out there and you have Brian Lamanna singing <laughs> for five minutes on TikTok, please send that over. That Guapa has me singing uh, T Swift at uh, yes, a very a, drunk a karaoke bar. Yeah. We, we need uh, unknowingly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it matters. Uh, it really does. He's a performer, man. That's right. He's here right. for the people. Yeah. I was kind of bummed out to hear that U two is it U yeah U two is opening the um the sphere that sphere yeah I, you're bummed never, out. I think U two is like awful. I, do? I I particularly disdain I, YouTube. I don't I don't I'm I don't love YouTube, but I don't hate them. I, I like they, they kinda are polarizing some way. Like some people like you said, you guys don't like them, but like overall they're one of the biggest bands like in the world. Yeah, they're massive. Yeah. Uh they've done like a lot of sellout They've been around for a long, long time. Yeah, they've done like a lot of sellout type of shit mm -hmm. the last decade or so, but like, you know, whatever, get your back. They're somehow still relevant twenty years after they're yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm songs. not excited uh, to see, but I am excited. I'm excited to go to the venue. I'm excited sure. to go to the venue. I, I'm sure there's going to be some amazing shows there. Yeah, I think there's like a there's like a Planet Earth type. Um, yeah, it should event. be like an Omnimax. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be something like that. Like it's like um, it's some sort of. I, were you telling me about this, Guapo? There's like a I forget who it was some you know a very like famous director or you know producer or something is doing like yeah like it's like a Planet Earth type. Um, event there which i will be there so talking yeah. about the spear real quick first off the spear what is the official name yeah. of this place, spear by the way? spear whatever spear is something you like throw kill something. sphere sphere is sphere? a circular sphere. uh object yeah yeah whatever <laughs> um one <laughs> Yeah, I had my words all planned do out, not, and now do you not, fucked me. Do not throw a spear at the sphere. Yeah. <laughs> the word of the day is sphere. Anyway, so my girl was out here last week, and she wanted to go see it. Of course, I was annoyed. I was like, who the fuck wants to go see a spear? <laughs> so we get there with that. First off, how many fucking people do you think what the, are seeing this thing at like six o'clock on a fucking oh, When you say see, Tuesday. you mean just the outside, right? Yeah. You can't go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just see it yeah. on the outside. There's at least Dozens. tons. Yeah, it's like the Bellagio Fountain Show. Yeah, might have been more more people there. Yeah, I mean it is. It's it's pretty cool. Like I, I I've only so seen dope. it. Yeah, I've only, <laughs> I've really only seen it in person from the uh, the Paris garage parking yeah. lot. So garage. coming back to it, like I. I sat there, watched all the uh, animations they had for mm -hmm. that day, and that thing is so fucking cool. You it know, is. it's all little hockey pucks, so it's like LED lights the size of hockey pucks, right? And that's it's how so it's so crystal clear. It's so like, dope. It's dude. so wild how like it it literally just looks like the object that they're projecting. Yeah. How like, much money do you think it would take to uh, to grease someone to get Landon's? Uh, <laughs> To get towel. Landon's towel pick on that thing. I'll do it for five dollars right now. And incredible, man! <laughs> Give me five dollars mm -hmm. and some Adobe Premiere, and I'll get it done. Yeah, just, <laughs> hack, just hack into the system. Yeah, I was gonna say, no, like, no, how no, long no. before, like, it'll be on Twitter. How long before it's, it's just taken over by yeah. like a disgruntled know, employee that's just like, fuck it. Well, yeah, that. But I, I was saying, like, before, like, it, it's taken over by like corporations, and and just it's just a giant advertising. I mean, it's a, a giant billboard. Uh, oh well. Is that what happens in Times Square? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> because, like, I feel like it's like the same thing as a billboard in Times Square. Mm -hmm. 
Has so, anybody ever hacked one of those? I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Probably, it's yeah. I kind of want to know. I mean, that'd be that'd be interesting. It's like though. so. Is the inside of the of it like similar to the outside? Like, is it like there's like the whole like inside? I think it's like, stadium seating, like for the first half, and then there's like obviously like a platform to like sing on or to perform. Right, but there's like a giant like OmniMax kind of screen, right? Yeah. Like, I have no idea really about cool. the inside. All I know yeah. is I heard it's fucking extremely steep inside there. Steep. Yeah, yeah. like the seating, like it's way steeper than T-Mobile. Oh boy. <laughs> somebody what somebody tie me to the seat <laughs> there was somewhere Tone where i went down. where i was actually like didn't i, I was scared kind of i might have been t-mobile i didn't like it didn't feel great t-mobile's steep yeah Yeah, like when you're yeah. at the top in t-mobile mm -hmm. yeah. especially when you're like at a hockey game and you're like they score and you're jumping up and down and you're excited and you've had like you know four or five beers in you the top of hockey arenas <laughs> is always kind of Steepish. Yeah, yeah. They're all built the same. Yeah, like they're all right. carbon copies of one another mm -hmm. throughout the NHL. Well, I think they just got well, T Mobile's new, so I feel like it might have gotten more No nah, most most of the teams are, have built <clears throat> recently. I think there's like a handful that still uh are, are maybe kind of like the old arenas, but I know like the Penguins arena, I don't know what the fuck it's called now. It changed uh, I don't is know. It is it still? Who knows? Might be like Akashur. Akashur. <laughs> Akashur uh, Arena. Uh, they, um, whatchamacallit, uh, they basically just like mimic the other arenas throughout the NHL. Mm -hmm. Like sure. they don't really try to do anything unique the way that they do in baseball and football. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> getting to a little bit of the shit, I didn't get a chance to listen. I tried to go to bed early. I didn't accomplish said goal, but uh, there's a, a Twitter space popping off last night. <laughs> it's my favorite time of year. Man. It's my favorite season. Twitter season? Boy. No, it's, it's who's going to fight Nikki P season. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get to that answer? Well, apparently Ben's Ben's is. Um, okay. So the man Ben's Ben's doesn't just give away free money to the community. He also provides entertainment. Mm -hmm. He gives out ass whoopings. And he's here <laughs> to dole out a whooping to, to Nikki P. Is there, is there a market? Do we have a line? Apparently someone's setting lines tomorrow. Betting lines will be... Betting lines are going to be... You can't bet too much to start, but, you know, lines will be out tomorrow. Yeah, Funny I mean... You have to get the heights, the weights of everybody. That's what I was going to ask. Like, age, height, weight. So, I think they're... I think Nikki P What is, are the stipulations here? Is this, is this a boxing match? Is UFC, this a free-for-all? It's UFC style. Oh, okay. Um, Timed I, rounds? It's... One to say it's till someone is... Gives up unconscious. Or, or, right, we got backyard brawl then. Or um, we in that Kimbo slice it's, it's world. It's a cage match. I won this. I forgot what the rounds were exactly. If they were doing rounds, I think it was five minutes. I need to find a minutes. picture of Ben's Ben's. I want to know what this guy looks like. He's a big dude. I saw him one time fucking putting nine people into a tournament. <laughs> 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 Literally. Amazing. No, he's like he's. I would say he's probably a little bit taller than Nikki P, and they probably weigh somewhere around the same. Okay, two so ten. Uh, no, ne like two thirty. Oh, okay. Two thirty to two forty. Yeah, well, Nikki doesn't wear two thirty. Uh, he said it last night. He said he weighs two thirty three. Okay, yeah, well that does. can't be his fighting weight. Well, apparently <laughs> they said they'll bring it down to like two hundred five. That's what yeah. My guy's got to get on it, man. How old is Nikki? Early thirties, mid thirties. I want to say he's thirty. No, 30. come on. 
Like, He's got to be older than that. <laughs> well, they... Ben's was going through it. He was like, you're 10 years younger than me. And Ben said he's 40, so. Hmm. Come on. Like, I don't Come. know. I don't think he, I don't think it's possible he's 30. That, that seems too I think young. like 33, I would say. That seems. Yeah, that I seems would say like 33, probably. All right. Well, here we are again. So, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It's like, so there's this Twitter space happening because I guess they were discussing, um... Like, if Ben's Ben's is part of ACR or something like that, like, is he getting paid behind the wall? Like, all right, before we discuss that, somebody in the chat said Ben's is 6'2, Nikki's 6'0, and they're going to fight at 205, or six foot, and they're going to fight at 205. I got to tell you right now, I've looked, I, I, I'm six foot, and I put in some fucking work. And to be 205 in fighting shape means that you're on the sauce, buddy. <laughs> Like, if they're fighting at 205, Nick, Nick EP is either going to need to start juicing or uh, just give up 20 pounds. Because well, how how to, soon is this fight taking place? Who knows? Um, December. Oh, my gosh. Oh my yeah. He's got to lose 20. Oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, not only does he have to lose 20 pounds, but now he's going to fight at a sloppy 205? Bro's going to get fucking winded. I, man. I, you got to get that cardio up. I don't think either one of them are in shape. Okay. Like, all right. Like, all right. So we're, like, we're, we're looking at like a, we're looking at like a, you know, this is going to have to be a quick slug fest and over. This isn't going to be any like, you know, straight lefts or anything like that. Right. We're, we're looking at a little bit of a slap fest. Yeah. I mean, this, I, this is going to be all haymakers, one minute rounds. Yeah. I imagine Wouldn't that. Wouldn't it always be that way for two like people who don't, don't know fight. how to fight. Not when you schedule it. Like, yeah, if, the, if, you know, they meet up tomorrow and just start fucking swinging on one another, that's what we should expect. Yeah, I mean, if you have a year out and you train the whole year, I guess you're right. Yeah. Even, what, in five months? Yeah, I mean, in five Someone months. Someone should learn how to throw a fucking punch in five months. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you ever hear fucking Nikki talk? I can't. Did you ever hear this kid at the beginning of his life? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Have you ever heard this fucking Final kid fight. talk? I saw Guru He's tweet. out of his goddamn mind. I saw Guru tweet that it's clear Nikki's never been in a fight, and I disagree. Uh, Guru's out of his fucking mind as well. Because <laughs> Nikki's had to have been. There has been can't no talk that less much shit. than 10 times exactly that somebody right. just walked up to Nikki and just started fighting. Yeah, you can't yeah. talk that much shit and not, not swing yeah, at correct. some point. Yeah. It just You just don't. It's just impossible. You're okay. from the Bronx. It's just not. It's not a thing. All right. So what? What, what are the stipulations here? What, what? What do we got before we pick a horse? Um. What are the stipulations? What They're fighting mean? in December. We're gonna have a Christmas match. Is, Christmas is this gonna happen match. before or after WPT? I'm not sure. Around, around that time. Okay. Cool. So they'll both be in town. Yeah. Ben's Benz will be putting in 100 people into the 10K <laughs> in the process. Of yeah. Getting so, warmed up for the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Is that basically? <laughs> He'll be running his own milestone satellite. Yeah. <laughs> You're not lying. Okay. That's all truth. Okay, cool. But I saw he's trying to hire the porn stars as the ring girl. Nikki Benz? Yeah. The ring girl. <laughs> sure. Why not? Let's get it going. This is the best thing that ever happened to poker. I'm, I'm here for this. Continue. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what to continue on. It's fucking... I, Nikki's getting paid 25k to fight and, oh, that's, and 5k to go to therapy listen man I don't know what was happening I, my, Ben's might have been a little sauce last night it seems like how rich is he huh how rich is he apparently very for what it seems like what he gave off yesterday I don't know he's like a poker Santa Five Claus million. but like who cares like why is like so it was crazy cause like there's like a bunch of these people in this spaces and they're just like 
harassing him. Like, we know you work for ACR. We know you work for everyone wants a conspiracy, man. (laughs) Everybody wants Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Even if he was like, who gives a fuck? Everybody wants there to be some cryptic thing happening behind the scenes. But like the problem was for me, I was like, yo, you could hear in his voice that he's like hurt. Like the kid, yeah. is like he's literally. He, pick, he picked the wrong community to be charitable to. Like he's sure. he's one hundred percent. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. Like why why is this a thing? I I was there's a fucking OnlyFans girl in there. <laughs> what, yeah, what's her role? I don't know. I mean, I think you got to root for Ben's Benz, right? I mean, if the guy's I'm being the, It's not even close. I'm rooting for Ben's Benz. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yo, first off, right? Nikki P, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? This yeah. nigga called up Rigsby last night. He's like, oh, Rigsby's in here. Oh, you're such an idiot, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude. What did Rigsby ever do? Take for eight minutes with A7? Bro, <laughs> relax. Yeah, like, you, Jesus you, fucking yeah. Christ. This is, this is my man out there, you right. know? He's, he's out there thinking about it. Maybe he's going to do some shit with A7. That's the thing about poker, you know? You're like, not, nobody plays perfectly. It's fun. People want to do things. Like, people do what the fuck they want. Like, mind your goddamn business. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer for this fight, but I've seen three poker fights, and only one has actually come through. It was the Alvarado against... Yeah, because they fucking trained. Right. And even that was like, Olivier kind of manhandled him a bit. Yeah, I mean, JC's obviously very technical at, <laughs> at MMA, but guy. yeah, it was just like Olivier was a fucking house. But the yeah. other two were kind of a bust: the Elky fight and um, the Rast fight. Oh, the Rast fight the was, Rast was so bad for Brian. Who did Elky fight? Elky fought uh, uh, Lex. Yeah, kickboxing fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never saw the footage of that one, but you're right. I do remember it being. Uh, described as lackluster and yeah the Rast fight I remember when it was going down and people were like trying to come up with lines and I just immediately said listen this is somebody should have saved him honestly I'm like this is such a fucking hustle like I know Rast will train hard also I don't know if we discussed it but shout out to him for making the Hall of Fame two years in a row I've now predicted the Hall of Fame inductee I'm just you know just saying Um, but I I remember whenever the, the terms were getting laid out I was like this is such a fucking hustle. Like, no way Rast has ever been punched in the face. And for sure, Sorrell's been punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, for sure. That's, that's, you just know the guy who's been hit before. That's the thing that... It's like, that's a big deal. I, Rast was basically, like, out on his feet in that fight. It was bad. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like Nikki has a huge advantage. Maybe, maybe I mean, don't get me wrong. Like a, oh, ben he's said, definitely been hit Ben before. said he played hockey, whatever. Got okay. knocked, all right. Got all his teeth knocked out in the fight or whatever, ah, or something like that. come on, man, with the fucking Maybe teeth. we're seeing, like, um, you know, like uh, a mashup of, like, you know, UFC and poker. Like, what if it, what if there was, like, a tournament where it's, man, like, these, a high... Oh, these my God, there's so many good matchups. Imagine, imagine this, though. It's, it's a tor- it's, it's a high-roller tournament where it's all wrecks, right? All all businessmen and the pros have to fight each other to get into the tournament. So the Euros win again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not actually that, that's actually not true. No, it would be true. There are very few tough guys in true. poker. Yeah. There are very few tough guys in poker and I would I would wager that almost all of them are American. And the, named Jason the Coon. Tough guys are the Americans? Jason yeah. Coon would be in, they're in all, everyone. They're all American yeah. and named Jason Coon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, but imagine like Jason Kuhn has to fight like Haxton, 
Just gets no. <laughs> that's not a good matchup. Come no, on. So <laughs> there is no good matchup for him. He's a Golden Glove boxer. Like, but like, how bad does Hexton want to get in this tournament? Is <laughs> 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 <It's> the question. <laughs> Coons just the gatekeeper to all high rollers moving forward. It's like you can play. <laughs> you got. You got to beat his ass. <laughs> Now that's something I would watch. Maybe that's how they do the VIP picking for a Triton. They, they just <laughs> pair, right? pair up a fist fight with yeah. Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Foxen good. versus Jason might Ooh, be. See, there uh, you now, go. Now we're talking. Foxen is he's a massive human being. He is a massive human being. I didn't realize how big he was Like, because I, I never like see him in person. Then when we were at the World Series, I'm like, this guy is fucking massive. He's D1 tight end. Yeah. <laughs> that's what a, they look like. Yeah. They yeah. do play the line, yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't, he's a, he's so I think, boy. like, if they're thinking about the fight, Nikki P has been hit before plenty of times, and I think he's fought back every single time. I imagine so. You I know, said this before. Anything. I would not want to scrap with... I, the, the one person that you don't want to fight is the guy who will let you beat him within an inch of his life and not keep fair. coming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm out! <laughs> and that's, I'm just out on that. I mean, I feel like, you know, you might get some of that. Like, you might get a scrapper here. Nick, Ben's been in the army for a while, played hockey. He's in the army? Yeah. I don't want to fight him either. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, these are these are like low-key sickos in the head, man. These are the kind of guys you do not want to fuck with. I mean, yeah, I, sure. <laughs> I mean, you learn hand-to-hand well, you know, combat. Yeah, you know he's yeah. trained, right? Yeah, you, you know he's going to get trained in yeah, hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. Like, What's Nikki's training? The streets? Which, streets what? is a good training. Streets is a better training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fighting Tim Riley. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> now we're just instigating. That's pretty funny. I'm just saying. Uh, I, mean, you know? yeah, I mean, I think it'd be interesting. It's going to be interesting. All I know is if neither one of them are going to have cardio, this shit's going to be a... <gasps> I think of five months. <laughs> if, if, if Ben's is like reasonably well-trained in hand-to-hand combat from the military... And he has five months. All this dude needs to do is run. Just, just right. nonstop I running so. now until then. Yeah, because Nikki's not going to run, I don't think. Bro. <laughs> he's only wow. six foot yeah. and he's 235. He's got a... I think he's like six one. He's a little bit tall to me. I don't know, like Either times. way, like, that's, that's a big uphill battle to... I, you know, like, if you're in decent cardio shape or whatever, you're going to be coming in under 200 at six foot tall. Did no, you no, you're just that, a fucking animal. Did anybody ever see the Nikki P fight with uh, one of the Masseys in Parks? No. I never saw it. I would love to see that at this moment. It was Ralph, mm-hmm. right? Or was it Aaron? Ooh, I don't know. I think it was Ralph. I would, I'd see Ralph. Did you ever see Ralph's impersonation of Nikki P? That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's remarkable. Oh, Ralph's impersonation of anything, or just whatever he's doing, like in a comedy way, is just fucking great. I'm pretty sure his pin tweet is still his impersonation of Cat Riffick from like <laughs> three or four years ago <laughs> when she entered the wrong circuit event. Ralph oh, is man. just a sicko. He's so good at it. Like, it's funny because laugh. he has like a <laughs> thick ass Chicago accent, but it somehow adds to the. <laughs> to the to the comedy of the impersonation. So good. But shout out to Ralph. Only person I ever pull, pulled my voodoo tricks on, really. What does that even mean? Oh, when I told the dealer, if you really don't like oh, Ralph, yeah, yeah. give him kings, mm. give me aces, and run that shit clean. <laughs> kings, aces, clean! It's <laughs> actually quite ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Little, R- little RIP to Pee Wee Herman, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, I never saw anything he's done. 
Pee-wee's Big Adventure was was a hit when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, he was an old school player. I I don't remember. I saw everybody mourning him, and I get it. Like we're all '80s babies, and he was a big deal. Didn't he have like some? Big issue with indecent, ex- indecent exposure. Yeah, no, he was like, let's not talk about that. He's like yeah, jerking I mean, off in a movie theater. Or yeah, some well, shit. I think it was like an he actual was at an porn adult theater. He's in an adult theater. It's oh, a porn like, theater. Uh, right. So like, they just get him because he's Pee Wee well, Herman. There's like yeah. twenty dudes there jerking off. Right. It's a yeah. pass, man. Come I mean, on. If, if he was watching a Disney movie, like at the right. drive-in, it's a little different. We know Guapo's yeah. been in one of these before, so let's just ask him. Guapo, is that normal? Is there a splash zone, Guap? Give you tissue. All right. I mean, it's just it's just a given. Plastic laid down on the floors. You know. Good night, everyone. Very unlucky. Um. All right. We we can kind of close on this topic. That uh, I don't know why it it irks me. It just does. But uh, there was this meme that got tweeted out that I actually thought was pretty hilarious. Uh, especially because so many people probably believed it to be true. Um, but this guy tweets just <laughs> so it's obviously an engagement farming tweet. He goes, just tip my waitress 15,000. And it's like, all right, I'm going to fucking click. <laughs> and then there's this long story about how he orders, you know, his coffee from Starbucks and the lowest available tip for a milkshake in a cup is 25%. Uh, he basically says like to the barista, do you actually think this is fair? Uh, <laughs> Whatever, I'm not going to get into the other kind of things that he's memeing, but, um, and she goes, I'm sorry, uh, you know, what do you think is fair? And he said, uh, do you think it's, or sorry, do you think it's fair that I, I give you a dollar seventy for turning around an iPad if you did this every day for 365 days? Like that really adds up to $620. Um, and she goes, I suppose not. He says, I agree. Let's play a game then. What, type in the number of what you think is a fair tip. <laughs> So he turns it around to her and she types in $15,000 and he goes, how did you come up with such a large number? And she goes, simple. You seem like a person of means tipping a dollar 70 won't have any material impact on either of our lives, but losing 15,000 that would without a doubt make you grind harder. He said, damn, she's good. That's an excellent point. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I tipped her 15,000 before walking out. And the, the irony of this, or, or I guess like what, what led to me quote tweeting it and, and, and posting it is that, the the satire of this meme is subtle enough that for people who fall victim to these grind culture type of uh motivational posts or whatever you read it as being reality and like i i think like when you go through the comments there are a lot of people who just believed this story actually happened yeah and Did you see him post the, yeah, uh, to, the receipt? Yeah, to further the meme, he posts the receipt where he like scratches out what the actual payment was and he puts tip, in like 15000 yeah. And then if you look above, it says like drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think this is worth mocking. Uh, and I think it's particularly worth me mocking because I personally like quite enjoy a lot of the people who are putting out let's call it motivational content uh you know the the Gogginses of the world mm-hmm. i'm such a will. sucker for those i gotta be honest i love it i absolutely love it but i love it for what it is right like i enjoy it because i enjoy seeing somebody out Are there you a big tony robbins fan i am not i'm a big fan of his story and like what's led him to being 
you know the the motivational speaker right. that he is. I'm not a big not, uh, you're not buying into the. <laughs> the well, I talked to Barber about this. I'm not your guru. <clears throat> I talked to Barber about this, and like he kind of changed my point of view slightly, in the sense that uh, the the biggest hangup that I have with Tony Robbins is that he's taken this motivational story that you know he's been able to kind of like help people uh, get past their own victimhood or or whatever, and you know do better for themselves. And he's found ways to monetize it. And that, I think, is completely reasonable. It falls well under the, the umbrella of capitalism. And, you know, he's just really good at what he does and he should be compensated. Yeah. The problem that I have with him is that he took it to the level of scale where he himself is now a big business. And, like, my only experience seeing Tony Robbins was him being the lead speaker in an M, uh, a multi-level marketing Yeah, well, I was there with you. Yeah. It was, and it's just like... It was strange. Yeah, it's just like, okay, this isn't... This is... This is very far removed from what made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's clear like it's just for a check. Right. But, you know, you're Tony Robbins and you sell everything. Basically, he just became the ultimate salesman in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And that, that bothers me. Yeah. Um, but Barbara's point was kind of just like, well, what do you want him to do? Not get paid? Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, to some degree, that's kind of fair. So I, it, it really does come down to the ultimate motivations of like, I don't know what drives Tony Robbins, but I know that he's a goddamn hundred millionaire, maybe approaching billionaire so it's like i don't know i don't know uh the the overall point that i i i i think that like resonates with me is that i i actually think a lot of these guys offer a ton of value a guy like goggins a guy like et the hip-hop uh preacher like it's all rooted in them having a story or a, a background that is um just nothing but struggle and in spite of you know being pushed against their their will and 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 their back into a corner they they found ways to rise above the issue that i have is that whenever you start to monetize this stuff you really start to sell it as a dream kind of like the secret was mm-hmm. for forever uh i was actually just listening to a pod that i found to be kind of funny they were talking about the secret and like how bullshitty it is and they were talking about it within the framework of how uh, how important optimism is, and like what an important role optimism plays in our life, and how positive thinking actually, uh, you know, does serve us in some sort of way. But how bullshitty the secret is, right? Where you like, well, just, if you, yeah, if you think positively enough, or lo- the law of attraction, like yeah, you, you just, can just you manifest just, yeah, everything. Yeah, right. And he quoted Dave Chappelle, and uh, Dave Chappelle basically said somewhere along the lines. Well, if the secret is so powerful, why aren't all these starving kids in Africa just manifesting food? Right. And it's like, yeah, of course. And for anybody who doesn't know what the secret is, it was just like this idea of uh, the power of positive attraction. Law of attraction. Or the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And one of the examples they use is that if you are uh, searching in a parking garage for a parking spot, a crowded parking garage for a parking spot, you just you can will it. Will it to just yeah. appear. Mm-hmm. You can manifest I'm actually, it. Yeah. I'm actually using that today. Um the Powerball is tonight, so I just want to mm. let you guys know. Oh, okay. Everybody in the show will get a million dollars. Yeah. Uh it's just my way of saying thank you. Oh yep. if so we need we need a new I was gonna say if, if you could find <laughs> yeah. your replacement before yeah. you no, win. No, I'm still coming to work. I just, oh, okay. you know, just... Grapple's the richest one in this room and he comes in every day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's a billion dollars, boys. Yeah. That actually is is, is probably And true. he's gonna go to the Goodwill right after this yep. and yep. do some hunting. <laughs> so you know like <laughs> then he's gonna play. go play fucking fifty cent dollar online. This is just what Guapo does. He makes guap. He makes guap. 
That is true. The man, man is a grinder. The man is not motivated by yeah. money. We love it. Well, um, he is, but he just grinds it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if you're motivated by money, you don't do things for cents. <laughs> you do things for, you know, scale. Everybody, see, everybody has their own, you know. No, I don't. Use your words. <laughs> everybody has their own scale, you know. I don't know what that means. Some people, you know, think. Guapo, we're, grind, 30, we're like 30 minutes early, out. bro. Oh, are we? Yeah, it's only right, 11. It seemed like a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even start a thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, <laughs> what the you were saying? <laughs> Power of attraction. We haven't even been going for an hour. Powerball? Uh, no, so like going back to this post, uh, I think like the issue that I take with it is this notion of like selling the magic pill. And it's one that I've always had since we started Solve for Why. Like going back to when we originally created the company, I remember that, you know, one of the big mantras that I wanted to fall on was that we were never going to offer some out-of-the-box solution. Just do X, Y, and Z, follow these tips and tricks, and you're suddenly going to become a winning poker player. And I think that, like, that obviously gets pushback from the community because it's so apparent, right? When people are mm -hmm. so... And not just this community, but any community. Like, uh, when, when the, the shallow marketing campaigns come flying out and it's like... You want to learn how to make a million dollars a year? Just do X, Y, and Z. You know, we saw the Ty Lopez's of the world kind of manifest. And, and that's probably a better example of what I disdain than Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins has built like, you know, a multifaceted business. He's found a way to take him as one human being and uh, build it out to scale, um, you know, and create all these arms of revenue where like Ty Lopez just created a bunch of YouTube commercials, mm -hmm. kind of insinuating that he could be your guru and teach you how to make millions and millions of dollars. Like, if you read these 10 books. I or, have to say, you've said maybe, like, seven people's names, and I heard, no, like, two of them. <laughs> Goggins and E.T. Tony yeah. Robbins, Ty with Lopez. Lopez. I have no idea what any of these people do. Tony Robbins is. No. He's the most famous one of all. Yeah, for sure. It's I have no close. idea who this is. Okay. I bet if you saw his face, you'd know. Well, I don't know what you want me to do about that, Conrad. <laughs> what are they? Like, what are they? They're, they're just, they're... Motivational speakers. Yeah, they're effectively just motivational way. speakers. I mean, uh, I don't know how to qualify, like, a guy like Goggins, but, like, a guy like E.T. is just clearly a motivational speaker. That's what he's hired to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and his story is, like, very moving and powerful, and, you know, it does a lot of heavy lifting. I think that that stuff has a ton of value, and I appreciate it. What... I think it needs to be called out is whenever that gets packaged as now you can do that too. Just follow tips and tricks yeah. X, Y, and Z, right? <clears throat> and I think the new version of that is hustle culture, where instead of packaging um, let's call it some sort of skill that you can develop by following some sort of methodology, now it's all just discipline and uh, like, like, like hunger, right? So what's actually getting sold now or maybe repackaged is just the intangible, <clears throat> the intangible dream of being a different version than you currently are, right? And it's just getting kind of uh, wrapped nicely in uh, some great packaging and, and whatnot. But like when you look at all these guys particularly like the Ty Lopez. And uh, he's such a great example because he came about 
right before crypto boomed, which obviously like that was the easiest thing for him to steer into. Um, it does just become like this wild proposition of I'm just going to try to accrue the largest following that I can and then show them on something on the back end. Uh, a guy like Andrew Tate, I think, is like another good example, mm -hmm. uh, even though his messaging may be a little bit different. But what they all seem to have in common is that they utilize basic human faults uh, against us. So it's like, you know, most people are going to lack discipline in all areas of their life. Like, they'll be disciplined in some and they'll be undisciplined in others. Uh, most people are going to lack uh, hustle and drive and stick to and you know the things that are necessary to become call it the top one to five percent in whatever it is that you're pursuing but it's also not reasonable to expect a human to apply that to all areas of life right so everybody's always going to have a soft spot that they're looking to correct whether that's health and fitness whether that's monetary whether that is emotionally or socially there's always going to be a pain point where somebody can just tell you you're not working hard enough. And the second that you buy that message, you're locked into the grind culture. Yeah. And I think that like, that's why this meme was so funny to me, but it also just seemed to echo every fucking poker thread that I see getting posted. <laughs> it's just, it's like, we just finally had our eyes open to this broader world of marketing that people have been preying upon others for, for years. And I guess I just hold us to a higher standard, which is what, you know, makes it annoying to me is that, you know, I think of this community as very intelligent and I think of, uh, the, the consumers to be able to sniff out bullshit pretty easily. So when I see things like, uh, you know, the only thing stopping you from being a winning player is trying harder or meditation or, uh, you know, a, a disciplined morning routine, basically a bunch of shit that's being regurgitated from a Joe Rogan podcast or, you know, whoever your, your thought leader is that you follow, it becomes very unoriginal to me. And it makes me worry that <clears throat> the people who are consuming in this, in this space aren't as sharp as I previously believed them to be. And, uh, I, I, I I just think it does so much more harm than good in the long is run. Your, is your problem with it more um, not that these things that people are saying to do are necessarily a bad thing or, or they don't have value, but that they're the end-all, be-all? Yeah. Is that, is that what, is that what it That's is? That's why I said I think that it's like right. important for me to be the one to, to kind of like poke fun at this a little bit because my life is very regimented and I, I think discipline is a huge factor. Yeah as to like why I'm where I'm at. But so is survivorship bias, mm -hmm. right? Like so, so much of making it in this industry is you being in the right place at the right time and applying yourself, mm -hmm. right? There's a combination of aptitude, opportunity, uh, you know, discipline, whatever, like hard Luck work. Preparation meets opportunity. Sure. Like, like all of these things <laughs> yeah. are, are necessary to, to create the, the sauce that's required to be uh, able to sustain yourself for long periods of time. And I think when you distill it down to just one of those characteristics, it becomes bothersome to me. It would be just as bothersome to me if somebody started just tweeting uh, a bunch of threads about how it's pure luck to be uh, at the top of this industry. Yeah. Right? Luck is certainly a factor.
and it should be acknowledged. But to distill success down to any one of these single attributes, to me, just becomes really bothersome because you're not telling the whole story, which makes me feel like we're lying through a mission. Mm. And as educators, as people who are trying to provide to the space and give back to those who are new or who are less sharp when it comes to uh, you know how this whole industry works, I dislike that level of, or that lack of transparency, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, because I do think that it creates a lot of uh, rah-rah and more importantly, maybe a lot of enthusiasm for something that might be unattainable for a large subsection, right? Um, I, I think that there's a large group of people. Uh, actually, I think Melissa Burr tweeted something that was uh, pretty profound the other day that she probably caught a lot of shit for, but it, it's probably worth acknowledging. She just made a very simple tweet that said, perhaps there aren't more women in poker because they understand earlier than men that their path is futile. And that's very reasonable. Like, we don't acknowledge enough <clears throat> how many people attempt and fail. Right. Right? It's the vast majority. And that's okay. Right? The difference is, uh, at least, like, you know, the, or I think the point that she was trying to make is that some people are willing to go through that cycle for longer periods of time. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Right? But when you fall victim to that grind set, when you fall victim to, not victim to, but when you're conditioned into that hustle culture or that, that grind set where it's like, I don't care, man, I'm going to persevere no matter what. It's like, yeah, that's a great trait to have, but not whenever you're embarking upon something that is just completely futile. This is the trick that the, the multi-level marketing, would, yes. that's like their main uh, trick to to like you know to to trick these people into thinking yeah. that the, they're gonna like you know have all this great success right it's just like well if you just work hard enough you, you'll 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 get to the next level and you'll get to the next level and you do this look at me i worked really hard and now i'm at the top right and they tell all these people they don't understand it like it makes me think everybody that. can't like if everybody did that the whole thing will collapse like you don't there's not enough the economy's not big enough to support all of, right. uh, of, yeah. of you know what of what they're trying to do. It makes me think of that meme of that coal miner where he's like digging and digging and digging, and one yeah, guy yeah. turns back, and the other one's just like on the precipice of, oh, like, of the diamond. Of yeah, the yeah. Diamonds, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that it's largely rooted in you know what we considered to be the American dream initially, um, but that's because we were an industrialized nation, mm-hmm. right? We were one of the early industrialized nations, and even if you look at education, we still kind of we're still kind of educating toward the factory worker, right? Like if, if, if you're talking about like educating to the masses and, uh, you know, targeting the mean or the median, uh, type of, of person, well, a lot of like what is being taught is basically just preparing people to work 40 hours a week, 300 days a year, whatever, uh, for the rest of their lives. And that's kind of a byproduct of having been an early industrialized nation. You went to school, you got somewhat educated enough to make it on the uh, assembly line, and then you very gradually worked hard to upper management. Like those who showed some gumption and some, uh, you know, discipline and hard work and hustle were the ones that made it to middle level management, potentially upper level management. And the whole dream was sold as it's a meritocracy where. Uh, you know, work in equals reward uh, and, and you get compensated fairly and justly 
based off of how hard you're willing to work and the skills that you can bring to the to the labor force but it's it's very much not like that anymore mm -hmm. right like there are a lot of people who are born on third base that are just going to represent the 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 highest tier of um you know wealth and job creation and and everything else and then there are a lot of other people who just kind of take advantage of new markets, new industries, whatever, and go from literally nothing to everything. Almost none of this has anything to do with the uh, amount of discipline and hustle and perseverance. And that, that will always be there, right? Because it's a byproduct of kind of fulfilling any sort of vision. Yeah. Uh, you know, barring like, you know, just stepping in shit and like, you know, having a, a weird harebrained idea on the toilet that you've, come up with a protocol and the next day you have a billion dollar idea like right. that happens very 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 rarely but like generally speaking there's going to be a lot of perseverance and everybody's going to have a story to tell and you know the survivors are going to be the ones who who kind of like paint the picture but that doesn't necessarily mean that that those are the 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 consistence right uh, or the constants whenever it comes to success like yeah, they're constantly there, but they're not the reason why the success occurred, right? The success is ultimately going to be born out of the aptitude. It's going to be born out of the idea. It's going to be born out of uh, the sheer ability to execute, right? And the vision that the person is attempting to execute on. If you have a bad idea, you're going to fail no matter how, no matter how much you try to persevere and overcome, right? Like we see this all the time when we watch Shark Tank. Somebody comes in and they just have a fucking trash idea mm -hmm. that they've poured their life savings into, that they poured hundreds of thousands of hours into, and all these other resources. And the sharks look at it and they say, stop. Just please stop. Yeah. Right? And that, that honesty <clears throat> to me, like watching those situations, of course it's heartbreaking for the person, but like that level of honesty and transparency is so refreshing. And it's like what I think industries should be trying to mimic as best they possibly can, rather than trying to go out and you know, kind of heard infinite consumers that they know are on the hook for a nothing product. Like most MLM uh, companies are just born out of literally nothing, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, you're literally just selling a dream and then attaching like some useless product to it right? that they can move around. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to see poker go the way of MLM, I guess no, is, is what it's ultimately not, coming right. down to. Yeah. That's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what MLM uh, is. I don't know who Tony Robbins is. I don't know any of this shit, man. An MLM is one of your friends walks up to you and <clears throat> says, hey, I have a business opportunity I want to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Honestly, that's like, how you know, it You usually see a lot of it when people are like trying to sell things like on Facebook and then they're like, oh, well, like, and then they try to recruit people to sell the product that they're selling, then they want them people Wait, to recruit people. So it's every fucking um, like facial cream. Yes, or yes, <laughs> yes. It's facial cream. It's makeups. It's Mary um, Kay is a good yeah, one. Okay. It's uh, it's it's um, a lot of times it's like protein. I almost stuff got yeah. And, I almost yeah, got gotten yeah. college. Uh, my my old roommate John Meyer. He's like, I have this great. They, they always call it the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I have it's this great. I have, I have this great. <laughs> thing man you got to come with me and then you go to a meeting it's literally like fucking going to a cult it really is it's a cult it's a cult like or like a timeshare sure. yeah yeah you just like show up there's you know 60 people in a room and then they have testimonials of people who are at the top of the pyramid 
So it'll be like some 24 year old fresh out of college kid who will come up with his new wife who's a smoke show. And they'll be like, yeah, I got into the business three years ago. Now I drive an M3 BMW and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Sally and I just recently got married and vacationed in in, in Turks and Caicos and yada, yada, yada. And and you're just looking at him. You're like, oh, I mean, that seems pretty fucking great. What did they do? And it's always just like this simple scheme where it's like, here's your catalog. Uh, the the one that we were doing was a derivative of Amway. So I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was basically like health supplements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like protein and, you know, vitamins and all this other bullshit, mm-hmm. which... Uh, they sponsor soccer teams. I know what you're talking about. It's like a Vitamix or Nutrivitamin or uh, something. Yeah, I don't, something. I don't remember. I mean, this was literally 30 years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 20 oh, years ago. Yeah. But um, whatever it was, you would spend like a couple hundred dollars a month in product and then it was on you to move said exactly. product. Right. You and had then, to buy so much product and then, and yeah, and then you and then had you were to on move, the hook right. for it. Yeah. yeah then you're, yeah. yeah exactly. So you buy your own inventory, but mm-hmm. here's the catch. You buy your inventory from the person who introduced you to the business. Right. So what happens is they're selling you the inventory and yeah. they're buying from the person above them. Right. Uh, basically what the, the, like, when you're in when you're in these like uh, the, these situations, the, the goal isn't to sell a product. The goal no. is to recruit more. You create people, a downline, right? And then have them do your work, and then them recruit other people, and eventually someone you know the music stops, right? right? Yeah, right. So you just continually create a downline, and everybody gets a piece mm-hmm. of the pie going up until so, you're at the top of it. Nice Correct. little pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I guess that's my concern i know that that's not the intent necessarily whenever it comes to the hustle culture and and mm-hmm. uh you know putting out the grind and and again like i'm a huge fan of this type of stuff i i watch a lot of the goggins stuff i watch a lot of et because like the the yeah the, the your messaging prob- is your prob- inspirational yeah your problem isn't with discipline and working hard and hustling that's not your no problem. i believe in all right. of that stuff yeah, right. it's when you package it to sell something right that's that's where it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Even if the thing that you're selling is just the dream, because right. though we may not be creating a pyramid in this community of of people who are then recruiting others and you know funneling money up to us, in essence, we are kind of creating that cult like pyramid community where you know you're bringing people in through the messaging over and over and over again, and then you're just funneling tidbits of non-strategy down to them right so you you kind of are just keeping people in the machine to continually feed the the winners if you will uh and i don't know man there there just feels like something dirty about that like this isn't lifting weights trying harder is not the recipe to becoming a winning poker player Yes, you do have to I mean, try. It's part of it, like you well, have, you do have yeah, to try, yeah, but it's not—it's right. not something you can just will. Right. I, I actually remember this, and it really resonated with me because there was a point in my career where I felt like I had this level of control. I—I I would feel like uh, early on in my career, my wins and losses were predicated upon like how much attention I was paying and how hard I was trying in the moment, mm-hmm. as if like somehow now that I have a pocket pair and I'm locked in, I'm gonna flop that set type yeah. of thing. <laughs> and I remember. Uh, like very early on when I started when I first started playing with Lynn she would talk about how like once she would get stuck she would just like will her way out of it 
And what she's really speaking to is she would gamble her way out of it, right? And I, I resonated with that because it's like, oh, yeah, I've done that too. You push the action. You try to do certain things. You put yourself in a tough spot, and then you hope to make the correct decision and get yourself out. And it's like that that made sense on the surface of like, oh, yeah, we do have this level of control. All you have to do is try really hard. But then when you peel it back a little bit further, it's like that makes zero sense, right? Like you have no control over the deck. You have no control over your hand distribution. The only thing that you can control is your strategy. And if you're saying that through sheer will, you can make improvements upon your strategy, well then the fact is you're just actually not accessing the winning strategy often enough. Yeah. The truth is though, you can't alter your strategy through sheer will. You can only alter it through study and repetition and execution. So like that's I guess where I have the biggest hang up with the messaging is whenever we start to pretend like poker is a physical endeavor, a sport where you can just push yourself harder, run a little bit faster, run a little bit further, lift something heavier, you know, doing all these things. It's like all of that is very accessible in the physical realm and w you'll see marketed gains moving forward. But that's not true in poker. Poker is a mind sport. So all those physical reps that you'd be putting in elsewhere, you have to be putting in mentally. And that's so hard yeah. because physically you can get away with a lot of like poor form or not really having a cohesive plan uh, as far as like what it is that you're training for or how you're approaching training or anything like that. And you'll still see gains, right? Just because like stress and time under tension equals gains in the physical realm. But that's not the case in poker. If you're studying the incorrect thing, if you are not looking at... Uh, the mind is more complex than the body. So much that's more, and so right, is the yeah, game, right. right? The game at hand is so much more complex than anything that you would right. be training for in the physical realm. Yeah. So it's like if you have no vision or oversight over what the proper strategies are, what it is that you should be training into, where your mistakes and errors are occurring, if you have no vision over that, then working harder does nothing. And then add the variance and luck factor on top of that. Correct. Yeah. Right. So it's like now working harder is actually more of a detriment than, than it is an asset because you're pouring a lot of time, energy, and resources into the wrong thing, right? And you're just creating a much more convoluted, bad strategy. So I guess like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, we can use a thousand analogies and I know that I'm just kind of beating a dead horse at this point, but uh, it's very... I think why it's so bothersome to me is because I value those attributes in people so much. And they the application in uh, in poker and in investing and finances and all these other worlds, it's just not it's not reasonable. It doesn't mean anything. He's got 20 more minutes remaining. No, this is good. So this, this, <laughs> was, this was good timing. This was good timing, for sure. Conrad understands. I'm going to block some guy right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm this fucking guy. What did loser. he do? He's just a loser. All right. Okay. His name is Michael Santori. Oh, loser. Okay. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Always a great addition. Isn't that the situation? On Conrad's closings. Santorum? Uh, no. No, not Santorum. Santorum. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, be sure to check out uh, all the things that we have in the pipeline. We have a new academy coming up September 1st to the 3rd. If you guys are interested in that, head to academy.solferwide.io. 
we have a new season of On Second Thought that will be dropping next Monday. I just did the first hand last night. It's uh, it's an interesting one. It's a very quick and easy single race pot between you and Christian, where by all accounts they both played the hand damn near perfectly. Uh, kind of interesting to highlight a spot like that where two guys are just like so in sync that they're predicting each other's bet sizes. So uh, be sure to look forward to that. It'll be season nine of On Second Thought that's going to drop every Monday for the next 10 weeks. Um, and then we're going to be filming a new season of Poker Out Loud right around the Academy, actually. Got to get that lineup together. If you guys have any suggestions for who you'd like to see in season 10 Poker Out Loud, go ahead and drop those in the comments below. Don't forget to like, subscribe, click that bell before you get on out of here. We'll be back tomorrow sometime in the morning. We'll be here. 10 a.m. maybe, noon. It's just going to depend if I have a pleasure game to go to or not. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Later, squad. Peace.